0: When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Droz. So, I have been, well, the last couple of graphic novels that I've worked on, um, I've been using spreadsheets to help. Um, Track and manage the project. And how, how do I do that? Um, I think a lot of people have talked about this. Um, so I'm just throwing my hat into the ring, agreeing with this idea of spreadsheeting being a very useful tool for um, project management, uh, in that uh, you can create like cool formulas to, you know, give you a, a track how many days you have left in the project, how many pages you have left to do at different stages. So, like when I worked on the Warren Commission report, we had uh a field saying this is how many pages are left to pencil this is how many pages I have left to thumbnail this is how many pages I have left to ink uh and in color and so on um uh, and then you could do totals in different ways saying like this is how many things need to be touched before the deadline this is how many things um need to be reviewed before the deadline um and you can even like build tables to say you know uh this is how many things each person has to do. You can even assign it to people like, Oh, this is still waiting to be done by Dan. This is still waiting to be done by Ernie. This is still waiting to be done by me and so on. Uh, and it was, it was a really awesome collaborative. Uh, spreadsheets have been, in my experience, a very awesome collaborative tool for tracking a project because that my editor could look at it and see at a glance where everything stood without having to ask us, we could go also go to that spreadsheet, each and every one of us to say, okay, this is what, you know, absolutely needs to be done before the next thing gets done. Um, and uh, while it can sound kind of um, antiseptic to break everything down to that kind of detailed production chain, uh, it's it's a way to, and I think this is going to be one of the themes of this month, is talking about removing ambiguity or living with ambiguity. Both, both are part of the artist's lot, I think. Um, I have also noticed there's a danger in evaluating projects purely in numerical form or on paper, right? We've all said this at one point or another, it's like, wow, this looks great on paper or wow, I look great on paper. Like you look at your accomplishments in a list and it's not, and you say, gosh, I should feel a lot more uh, assured of myself than I do. Um, and it's because on paper, things look different than the way they feel. Um, so I've been thinking about this uh, coming off of October last month And uh, also in a project I'm working on right now, so uh, for Inktober, just to bring everybody up to speed, if you're just tuning into this for the first time, I decided for that month, uh, for this year's Inktober challenge, uh, I was, instead of just doing, you know, 30 ink drawings of whatever, you know, whatever crosses my mind each day, I was going to ink an entire comic, a 24-page comic, in 30 days or 31 days, right? 24 because it's a multiple of 8 which means that I can actually print the comic. Also, I was going to be gone for a week because I was going to the Cartoon Crossroads Columbus so it all worked out to where I had essentially 24 days out of the month where I could do the Inktober challenge anyway. So I decided, uh, and at the time it felt like a very foolish decision to I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to write a comic in two weeks and uh, I'm going to thumbnail it out and I'm going to ink the thumbnails. I'll you know blow up the thumbnails with my printer and I will ink right off of those. For the Inktober challenge, so already I kind of diminished the risk a little bit by writing it ahead of time. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't write the story as I went. All I really had to attend to was inking the pages each day of the month. Which actually, if you look at the rules of the Inktober challenge, that's essentially what y- your job is. It doesn't say anything about writing or uh, creative, uh, like creative restraints to put on it. It just says just ink a page with brushes and paper or nibs or whatever you know, uh, analog inking tools, right. So I met the challenge. Um, but I, I, I specifically set myself a strict hour limit per page. So if I saw, if I looked up at the clock and saw that, oh my gosh, I'm I'm half hour in, and I'm not halfway done yet, I would have to pick up the pace. I really wanted to time box it because I didn't want it to interfere with any of the other responsibilities uh, and, and uh, obligations that I had set up for the month, right? Teaching, doing, working on the graphic novel, doing freelance work and so on. Uh, and so I finished the book and it felt very satisfying. I feel really proud of myself that I've you know, i got a 24-page story that's actually pretty okay that I'm going to be serializing on bouldernfleet.com starting next week. Uh, but then one could say, <laughs> and I'm sure we've all done this at some point or another, it's like, well, gosh, why don't I just do that all the time? You found the minimum viable product. You found the absolute minimum you can do every day and still ship a page, right? Why not just do 365 pages a year? Well, let's let's look at that. Let's take that off the paper and let's let's think about it a little bit. Let's break it down um, and chew on it for a little while to see if like to answer the question, why not? Because I think there are reasons to not do that. Uh, one is that when I say minimum viable product, it is minimum. If you look at the pages, it's not the same quality as the work I did on Mining for Trouble, the story that precedes it. Right, mining for trouble. I worked on uh, entirely digitally yeah, in Clip Studio Paint, and I budgeted around four to five hours per page. So five times the the amount of you know bandwidth per page means that I can um, I can you know focus a lot more on the production values. Just because it's minimum viable quality doesn't mean that it's like the quality that I'm looking for in the work. Right. Uh, it was partially the tools, right? So like, yes, I inked on paper because that was the Inktober challenge and that there's a certain expediency in working with brush pens in Bristol uh, that I don't have when I'm working in Clip Studio Paint. Yes, you would think that doing it digitally would make it go faster, but in order to make the page uh, easier to color and easier to manipulate after the fact and be able to tweak things, I work with a lot of layers, which slows things down a little bit, right? And also when you're inking on paper, you make little mistakes and then the question arises like, is this worth fixing? Can I live with it? Uh, When you're working digitally, uh, you don't have to. That friction doesn't occur as often or as easily, so you can wind up spending a little bit more time fixing things uh, without knowing it. It's like, you know, death by paper cuts or the frog boiling in the water slowly. You don't notice that you're spending all that time on it until you catch yourself, right? Uh, So... Is it necessary for every pro- project? Uh, the question I would throw back at that is that uh, are there instances where it's okay to take more time? And yeah, I definitely think there is. Right, so I'm working on this graphic novel right now, uh, and I've going I've got like six months or so to draw the whole book, and. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's that little the little angel and the little devil on the shoulder, and the little devil's saying like, "Well, gosh, you know th- that Boulder and Fleet story you did for Inktober, you did it an hour a day." You could finish this comic and this graphic novel in half the time. It wouldn't infringe on the rest of your life, you know. You could belt this thing out. Mm, yes, probably, uh, but the quality would not be what I set out to do at the start of the project. Right? I think uh, there's a certain there's a certain latitude that I grant myself with an challenge like Inktober, that challenge, the Inktober challenge is sort of the disclaimer at the top of the comic, right? It's like, yeah, I did this in a month with an hour a day, right? So like, already I'm setting our expectations to not expect something of uh, immeasurable beauty. Although, I think that there's some really funny moments in it. <laughs> so, I think it's all about, I think I think it boils down to expectation. And then we, I at least I personally um, Sometimes suffer from the allure of the equation on the page that says, well, if you do the math, you could do this. Yes, I could. Uh, and I'm, I'm ignoring a whole separate thing about life doing that funny thing where it says like, oh, hey, you thought you were going to do something today? Ha ha. Uh, that happened to me this, this this morning where it was like, oh, I'm just going to go to Trader Joe's to grab one little thing. Oh, they don't have the two other things I need. And now I got to go to Kroger. Ah, oh, now that I'm at Kroger, I remembered I need cat litter. I got to go someplace else to get that. Right. So that stuff happens, and now I spend an hour this morning running errands when I really only expected to spend 15 minutes on it. That happens. Um, so anyway, try, what's a closing thought on this? The closing thought is that, that yes, uh, putting stuff on paper is a great organizational tool, but is by no means... Uh, the perfect method of charting out one's life because there are more variables than just the time that goes into the thing. So who am I? Jersey Droz, cartoonist and teaching artist, uh, jdroz.com or boulderfleet.com if you want to read my comic. Again, the new comic starts dropping a page a week every week starting next week, November 8th. Oh my gosh, Election Day. Uh, this is part of the Art Off challenge. Artsoundoff.com, where me and my buddy Rob Stenzinger of the Lena's Artcast are recording an audio journal every day for the month of November, and we're challenging everybody else to do the same. And if you go to Twitter and look for the hashtag Artsoundoff, you'll see some of the great entries that are being made by people like Owen Jollins and uh, and more. Oh, and Troy, and uh, oh, Bits Fair, I saw you were doing some too. So I'll be back soon with another Thunder Punch Daily. Until then, remember, everybody. There was a really wonderful moment in today's adventure story and guess what it was? It was when He-Man brought the water out of the lake. No, that wasn't it. Well, then, it must have been when He-Man lifted the whole top of the mountain. That was incredible, but that wasn't it either. Well, I give up. The most wonderful moment was when Thad realized he must face his own responsibilities. In that one tiny second, I saw a boy grow into a man.